Welcome to Casual Babble. Hey, it's your boy, BC Babble. This conversation could get a little Now, weird. I'm not trying to say that I'm a nerd, but we are definitely about to get our nerd on. So, this is Casual Babble. Hello, you beautiful individual. Welcome back to the Casual Babble podcast. It's BC Babbles, and today in the studio with me, I'm joined by the illustrious and very overdressed, well, making me feel underdressed, Miss Tracy Massey. Welcome to the show. Thank you, VC. Thank you for having me. Hello, fam. Hello. We are coming at you in person from the Hugo Coworking Studios in the Queen City of Charlotte, and we're going to have some fun today. Yes. At least that's the goal. Now, I made the mistake of asking you important questions to which you already started providing amazing advice without recording any of it. So I feel we must backtrack okay. a little bit. So if you don't know Miss Tracy Massey, she is very, and to me, very accomplished for a young host, producer, podcast ma'am, because oh. you're doing, you have connections, you've figured out networking, you've got sponsorships, you've attained a level that I'm still dreaming about. And I keep watching the secret <laughs> to manifest it. It's taking its time for me. But for Miss Massey, she's found a trick or two. So we were talking about, and we you mentioned this when we first met, which was, was it over a month now? Yeah, it's been about a month. Yeah. Since our podcasting network session with the amazing Ohavia Phillips. Yes. She was on, and girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you ever put Tracy Massey in the same room with Ohavia Phillips, she will tell you beforehand that the second Miss Phillips enters the space that... Yes, bright light. I bright made the mistake light. of looking away for two seconds. See, because <laughs> she came in in like a bright orange yes. work suit, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, um, that must be her." Because Tracy was saying she's big and bright, she's mm -hmm. lovely, she's got this great aura. I look back at where Tracy was, and I think the air was still trying to concave and retake <laughs> that space because you moved so quickly yes, to get over to. You took the chair. I did the chair. If you ever in Huga, there's a nice, uh, huge co-working space in the back where there's a sofa and like an illustrious like leather chair right next to it. Tracy found her way there very, very quickly. Very fast. And she enjoyed that spot for the rest of the networking event for that night, which was yeah. great. I was laughing <laughs> so hard because I was talking to the other people that we had begun talking to prior to Ohavia's arrival. And I was just like, where'd my first friend go? Gone. <laughs> Gone. She's out. <laughs> she's moved on. She's she's not coming back. Look, you have to jump at opportunities. You do. And you knew that I, I we had shared uh, before Ohavia got there that I yeah. was having such a fangirl moment, mm -hmm. and it's very rare that I fangirl over certain people. Yeah, but I knew that when she came in, I was like, oh yeah, it's on. This is like I am sitting in that chair and. Um, I will fight somebody if I, I have to. I don't tonight. think your feet touched the ground. No, I floated. I you floated. You levitated. Definitely. Mm -hmm. You you damn near teleported because <laughs> you were so fast. And I found out it was so funny. I was like, oh, I'm so happy I met this girl. She's going to be so fun in the future. <laughs> I got to have her on the show. And that's why you're here today because you had to be on the show. This is the perfect medium for thee. Aside from your own amazing podcast, mm -hmm. talk about it a little bit, please. So my podcast is called The Charging Station Podcast, mm -hmm. and we talk about all things faith, family, friends, and fun. It is, the concept is, it's like girlfriends coming together on a night, girls' night, sitting on the couch, drinking our favorite beverage, whatever that may be, and you get all of my life shenanigans, and sometimes I bring on friends, and we mm -hmm. talk about shenanigans there, and just give tips and tools on how to navigate this thing called life. And yeah. so my whole thing is to make sure that people come and listen, and they're motivated inspired 
um, their hearts are lifted, their spirits are rejuvenated. Yes. So when you listen to an episode, I really want you to feel like, hey, we're sitting here on this couch and she mm-hmm. just made me feel a whole lot better because that's how it is when you're with your friends. Right. You know, your friends recharge you. And so I love this platform. Um, it is a great way for me to show people another side of me. Mm-hmm. And it's just been fun. It's been an adventure so far. And when did you, when was your inception of the show and what gave you that spark of inspiration to make it a thing, to, to bring it into reality? Ugh, okay. So I actually started <laughs> podcasting yes. in 2017 mm-hmm. and I had no idea what I was doing. Um, Talk about it. Yep. No idea what I was doing. Um, if you listen to the first few episodes, which are still out there, they are so bad. Was it the same name, same vibe, essentially? Same name. So the vibe kind of um, grew into what it is because I just kept going, and that was the thing. When you keep going, it forms into what it's supposed to Mm -hmm. be. And so I was still speaking and just saying, you know, showing people a different side of me, but yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Like the old episodes, it's just me talking. They were like 15, 20 minutes, which my episodes are still short, mm-hmm. but um, I had music playing the entire time in the background. The volume was horrible, but people mm. still yeah. listened. Yeah. And I realized after taking a break from it, because, you know, life, this is my thing, life be lifing. Right. And I took a break from it and I realized how much I still loved it. And as soon as I put a new episode out, the people came back. And I said, okay, well, wait a minute. We're on to something. Yeah. And it just continued to grow. Mm -hmm. And um, 2020 was when I really became consistent with it. Yeah. So episodes come out every week. Mm -hmm. And that makes me sit down and say, okay, I got to get episode out. I actually have people who show up in my DMs Mm. who are ticked off. When there's no new episode. Oh, no. They're nice about it uh-huh. because, you know, God is still working on me. I will clap back sometimes. Right. Mm. But <laughs> they're nice about it. But they're like, look, I need my charge. I need my right. charge. I'm yeah. Saying, okay. This is great. So it's it's just a, it's amazing to watch it mm-hmm. evolve into what it is now. And I'm yes. excited to see what it's going to grow into. Mm-hmm. Because, of course, as you continue to work on something, you mm-hmm. have bigger vision for it. Yeah. And so I see so many areas that I can go into Mm -hmm. I'm just excited like we're just branching out a little bit more and it's scary but it's fun and is that topic wise or like platform wise platform and topic oh nice 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 very cool Mm -hmm. do you have even a vague idea of like where you would like to be able to take your messages and your platform and your storytelling? Absolutely. What are you thinking if you're if you're willing to divulge absolutely well I want to do a live podcast one day oh are we talking like to. morning show or like evening show? What are you thinking? I'm thinking evening show. Okay, yes, yes. So doing an evening show and because what I would love to see, now look, people, don't take my idea. I'm looking in the camera. We on camera? We're, we're both on camera. Okay. I'll, I'll like, like sync our eye glares. We're here. Okay, so I would love to have a cap because my premise is, come on, have a seat on the couch and let's, yeah. let's drink. Coffee, tea, wine, water, whatever. Whatever. I would love to have a setup like a living room. Do yes. On the, at the live, mm-hmm. and we're sitting on this big plush couch, maybe mm-hmm. in our PJs or something, and sipping on coffee or tea or wine or mm-hmm. whatever. I'll probably have wine. Don't judge me, judge your mama. <laughs> and <laughs> it's, a, it's an evening podcast. It's, it's an, been five o'clock. Right. So we need to relax a little bit. Right. And just have 
some some amazing guests sit there and just chit chat and I can just imagine having an audience like I would even love to have the um, instead of having regular seats uh-huh. have love seats or couches or something in the audience and just make it a real vibe yeah so that is and really pitch the PJ part of that because I feel like tell people don't wear no belts no heels no we're no business comfy. suits yes we're coming comfortable like Bring like, whatever outfit where everything's moving freely. Yes. Like even, you know, don't have it too jiggly because we'll yeah. be on camera. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I even see um, different areas where I can take that. So I just had an idea that, yeah, I just saw. Okay, I'm ready for it. Like, oh I'm ready gosh. for it. And you and I have been talking about you moving from uh, strictly uh, currently audio podcast mm-hmm. and moving into the video sphere, which is currently what I do with my show. Mm-hmm. And so... I've told you before, let me know when you want to just meet up here. And I've told you a little, a little bit of what I do. Yes. Um, and she thinks it's a lot. But <laughs> when it's produced afterwards and it's out there, it's like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. like, not a movie maker. But it's like, oh, I did that. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a fun process. And with that, I will say, I, I hear that there are some people that are still coming in here and thinking that a podcast is just record. Oh, God, no. And that's it. Mm-mm. It's like, well, do you think after you mm-hmm. click unrecord, it just uploads to spotify no it's podcasts even just even if you're solo audio or if you are audio and video it is a process it's a whole much of a process yes it is so much work Mm -hmm. and i don't think people realize that right you know people think like you said you just come in hit record and that's it Mm -hmm. no there's pre-production yes there's Mm post-production there's putting the podcast out there there's promotion there's Mm -hmm. pitching there's interview guests like mm-hmm. there's coordinating schedules is work yes like yesterday's re- coordinating our schedules was, <laughs> was a whole thing because i was looking at the wrong weekend i'm like so the studio's available until 11 o'clock in the morning and then we had after like 10 more messages were had locked that in and i was like i need to apologize <laughs> i was looking at two saturdays from now tomorrow is a bit different we have like an hour and a half more time so when would you like to meet and we had to redo it again mm-hmm. so but yeah i mean like, i don't even know how much time and you could probably say to this too how much time you spent on designing the imaging of your show like like what are your what's your palette what's your style what font for the title of your show oh my God. you know our, i don't i don't know if you use canva i'm a huge canva yes. per, per person canva, canva is, is beautiful yes. Uh, especially if you're willing to put a little bit in for the camera pro and you get like so many more graphics, but it's so nice. But like how much time I spent with trying to figure out this is my second podcast. Mm. So I too, like you started podcasting back actually in 19 and the podcast then only lasted like six episodes. Mm. And then I, well, and I left my job that I was making use of their studios at the time. So I kind of had to stop cause I didn't have that stuff anymore. Mm-hmm. And just to make that image, which was uh, I thought was a fun image, but it just didn't kind of grow with what the show was going to become, was a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. And then it's figuring out, okay, what platforms will I use to, to promote the show? Am I going to put a schedule together? Like, and again, is it going to be interview based? Yeah. Like ours can sometimes be, and can I coordinate the other person to make sure that mm-hmm. they're here on time? And I love you because you are very on time. <laughs> I've had a couple of people recently, and I'm not going to name names. And if they hear this, they're going to know who they are. But there was one time where we had settled on a time frame. And it wasn't until the beginning of the time frame where they were getting ready at home and oh. then coming in. Oh. And then recently again, 
somebody else uh, waited until like two minutes before to be like, hey, can we shoot for like a shift of an hour and make oh. it later? And I was like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Studio is booked. And I TikToked <laughs> and I TikToked about about it too. It's like, here's the thing: if you're not going to someone's house. They probably don't own the space they're going to yes. be at. Yes, yes, yes. And you can easily deduce this fact if you're going to a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't own the space. Right. Whatever time frame y'all agreed on two days ago. That's it. Is the time frame they put their money down for. Yes. So no changing the changing the time frame, um, coming in later, or this isn't that's just not feasible. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Things have been set Fine. in motion and they're going to roll without you. And so on that day, I just ended up being me. <laughs> just me but it was still fun but yeah you gotta stick to it guys please you gotta stick to it please stick to it it's Let's, already stressful enough it really is please show up on time and the designated time that you are assigned and if you haven't elevated to the point like miss tracy here where you can designate that post-production work to somebody else and you're still doing all the work don't make it harder on me <laughs> please don't make it harder <laughs> on me <laughs> I want to like you. I really do. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we want to remain friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that is conditional. Yeah, that is very conditional. It may not it just may not be feasible for the future. I'm sorry, but it's whatever. So I would love to jump into some like business news. Okay. And this is going to be via the Morning Brew Morning Newsletter. Not sponsored, but Morning Brew. Hey, let's talk. You know, I'm ready for it. Come on, Morning Brew. So this random article that's caught my my eye real quick is called make your feet famous what <laughs> i don't know what kink we're about to jump into here but let's find out nervous <clears throat> wait a minute the celeb fave oca low and canva Con- canvas is that a kind of shoe do they mean converse hmm. anyway canvas by Kari- kariyuma is finally back in stock i'm not even sure what it is should it be back at all these kicks are coming off around the block 34,000 waiting list. And while we can't promise you'll be the have the paparazzi flashing cameras in your face, your feet might just make the front page. Hmm. Well, okay. I mean, if you're down for just getting your name out there, I guess you can do it with your feet. How much are the shoes? Right. Uh, that doesn't, uh, with OCA Low and Canva's A-list season is year-round. They're the perfect stylish sneaks that will always keep you comfortable. But it does not say how much they are. I am nervous to find out how mm. much they are because it's like, mm, will I be will I be concerned? Mm, I think we'll will be I be concerned? concerned with that. <laughs> I think. Oh, these are the shoes. These are the shoes. Oh, they're kind of cute. They do. They do look nice. Uh, so one pair of these shoes is gonna be if my computer decides to load at some point. 79 bucks oh, that's not that's horrible not bad. that's like your typical rack room shoes yeah. price okay that's not bad and i guess if they make you famous i would wear these that's a decent roi to yeah. be honest you know you were looking for a good like 200 percent roi so if i like mm-hmm. invest 79 bucks into the shoes get a sponsorship and i'm making like three grand a month off the shoes alone that's a pretty good return on investment i was yeah i would wear these these are good. I'm going to have to like. And maybe... I would love to have them be a sponsor. Yes. So if you're watching so, or listening. Karayuma, if I am pronouncing that correctly. Look, I would wear these with this outfit right now. Oh, yeah, you would. I would. Or these. Because you have like, you got like some nice reds too. Yeah. 
I like these. And mm. see, I'm the type of, of person, if I find something that I really, really like, uh-huh. and all of these colors, I will order them in every single color. <laughs> in every single. Now, they do support uh, shoe sizes from five up to 13. So my brother with like monster size uh, swimming feet will definitely be able to get himself a pair. <laughs> Not swimming feet. <laughs> oh, that's from, hold on. That's just for men. I didn't check women. Dang it, Brandon. Come on. Or BC. You don't, you're not supposed to know my real name. So from 5 to 13 still, so women. Yeah. I think back to, did you watch Proud Family as a kid? No. Oh, I feel like I'm it. missing out now. Well, it's, I mean, Disney Plus. Go for it. Okay. I was going to say, there's an episode from the Proud Family with one of the characters who, they she reveals that she's got these like, monsters. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Yes, I have. I saw that episode. With Penny what? Proud with her swimming feet. Yeah, not Penny, not but Penny. La Sienega. La Sienega. And she had like the three foot long foot. Yes. And she was, and people were like, how is she swimming so fast? That was how. Oh my God, that was how. And I was like, okay, size 13 feet, Los Angeles Boulevard is, you can get your <laughs> shoes. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, I love those shoes. So if you want to get your feet famous, Katayuma's uh, Canvas, OCA Low in Canva is the way to go. Get your feet famous. <laughs> That's going to be odd. I really think so. Mm-hmm. Scrolling through, scrolling through. Let me know if something catches your eyes. I already sketched. Oh, so the Oscars that? are happening soon? Oh, no. I'm so out of touch. So what else is brewing? Senator uh. Joe Manchin, I'm going to pronounce that wrong. Manchin said he would support the nomination of Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Hold on. Ketanji Brown-Jackson. I'm going to make sure I say that right because I know yes. a lot of people on the other side have been saying it wrong Please on purpose. Please do. Because if you can <clears throat> say Schwarzenegger correctly, you can say <clears throat> Ketanji. Katanji. And I'm just, mm. <laughs> if you, don't get me started on that. Ah, <laughs> uh, Rep. Jeff Fortenberry. Well, let's, can we go back to Katanji? Yes, let's go back to Katanji. Listen, I am excited. Yes. About this. I, I mean, I'm. There is no reason to not want to see her on the bench. None whatsoever. And if you and she's have been on a the reason, bench. if you have a reason to not want to see her on her on the Supreme Court. I'm wondering what that reason would be. Yeah, because I because it better be like like education research based. It like better be because she is overqualified. Yeah, and not because she doesn't want to define women. And the lady who asked her that question couldn't do it herself because what no, she say in a post no. in a post hearing interview, she said, "A woman is girl. A, a girl is woman." It's like, do you know how? What did you how crazy? this entire process has, has looked it's a and fiasco. i'm wondering what i was literally sitting and watching and thinking what is this is this re- is this really happening right now so you could not come at the honorable mm-hmm. judge mm-hmm. about her career mm-hmm. about her credentials you had to come at her about what defines a woman or supporting anti-racist children's books right or like, or it was just she, she, or even coming at her about her religion and bias, you know, and and being a judge, you would hope that a judge is able to sit on the bench and right. rule according to the law. The law. And granted, sometimes the law is completely messed up. It's old. It is old and antiquated. Uh huh. However, if you have someone who is is able to judge according to the law, how can you not? approve this person right 
And I'm just sitting here thinking she could run circles around the Congress and the senators. Everybody. Who were interviewing her. And the fact that ma'am kept her entire She was so composed. Cool. She was she more credit to her. I would have lost it two, two questions My in. My facial expressions alone <laughs> would have been I would have been in so much trouble. All over the internet. All over Al Gore's internet. I would Mm-mm. have been so I would have been a meme. <laughs> I would have been a meme. But the fact that she kept her entire composure, it is a it it made it brought me joy, but it also saddened me at the yeah. same time. Because because black women can't lash out. We can't have emotion. You can't. We can't have emotion. And we can't be passionate and something else, about anything. And something else other people have been saying too is that she has to be overtly qualified uh-huh. to just be there. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if we did it the way that it should be done, where like you meet certain standards, yeah, she would still get in because she's still put in the work and the she time. She would be in before all of the other ones that are sitting on But there. none of them else would have gotten in. Because that last none one? None of them. That last one that was in there? Ma'am, sir. Hello. I just, it's just, I, I have spent the last couple of nights wondering like either they're so confident that they can not hide it at this point yeah. or they're just so upfront about it. Yeah. Or I'm, I should, be, should I be more worried that they've convinced themselves that these questions are properly in line with protocol? Like, mm. do you really mm-hmm. truly think mm-hmm. that's the kind of question that should go into um, over a hearing for the next Supreme Court Supreme justice? Supreme Court justice. It's just right. like you're you're supposed to be more mature than that. You're supposed you're to supposed be. You're supposed to be. You're supposed to be. I'm like, where is HR? Where is it? <laughs> First we of all, does HR. the Supreme Court have an HR? No, I, I, we need an HR for the Senate and the House of yeah. Representatives. But you know what? I kind of feel like the American people are the HR. Yeah. But we're not doing justice yeah. to our system. Mm-hmm. So it's just, I feel like our whole system needs to be revamped. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just heartbreaking to see the blatant. Is there a word that's bigger time. than blatant? I no. feel like we need a bigger word. I want to cuss. Up front, like I'm on just, the facade. I really want to curse, but we're not going to do that on this here podcast. I'm going to be friendly. But I just wish I mean, you don't that, have to be friendly. <clears throat> I just wish that we could come to a common place mm-hmm. of where we say this is wrong. Yeah. And we're going to change it mm-hmm. and actually change it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's ridiculous. And I'm going to say, and I hope it comes to fruition, I really do, the fact that it's all these really old white people oh. who don't have as much time on this earth left anyway. Oh, Lord. We just need, like, one good, like, maybe, like, seven-point earthquake somewhere, take them most of them out. And, like, and then I feel like I know a lot of kids, even in our generation, are have been – Fooled as well mm-hmm. by those same values. Mm-hmm. And I've been seeing the, the word of values a lot lately in other conversations that mm-hmm. I've been combating people with. But mm-hmm. it's like, as a whole, though, us kids, kids, and younger than us are a bit more open mm-hmm. and a bit more level-headed. So once we get I I'm hoping so hard and praying that once we get in the bullshit stops. I hope and I pray that as well. We're going to fight on, really on some things, so. but let's fight on how do we help 
the poor? How mm-hmm. do we get them housing? How mm-hmm. do we upgrade our education system? How do we, I don't know, global warming or, or whatever the, the, like the world affecting or whole country affecting issues are. Yes. Let's not waste time on the bullshit anymore. And that's exactly what we've been doing. Exactly. For far too long. And I wish that <clears throat> it would just stop. Right. I just, I just wish it would stop. But here's, but here's the cycle of it all the time. There was like, the one side will put the time into putting legislation into effect that affects marginalized people. Mm-hmm. But when the other side comes in, who's not about that, who's like, constitution is for everybody, people, mm-hmm. and they try to put some time into fixing that, then the first side's like, why are you wasting your time on stupid issues? Like what Issues that affect the people that you are putting place mm-hmm. to serve. Right. If you don't and want me to just, tra- drive over this pothole, stop digging holes in the road. Exactly. Like, you know what? What? What ticks me off most about having right wing and left wing. So you have think about it like this: you have yeah. a bird, yeah, and the bird has wings. Yes. You have a left wing and you have a right mm-hmm. wing. If you're leaning more towards the right wing, that bird is going to fly cricket. Going to tilt. Yes. We are flying cricket, and nobody's trying to mm-hmm. straighten up the bird. And it's it's back and forth too. It's it's yeah. sometimes left, sometimes right. And I'm pretty sure the bird's kind of dizzy at this point. The bird is completely dizzy. Like it's experiencing vertigo. <laughs> yeah. And my, and my mom has vertigo. I've seen that happen, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a fun time. It's not, and it's 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 sad when you see all of these issues going on. Like I I can't I hate what's happening in Ukraine and with it's, Russia. Yeah, but when you tell me you have billions of dollars to pump into war, but you have people over here who still sleep on the street. Yeah, I find something wrong with that. Yeah. It means you could have taken care of that a while ago because mm-hmm. Ukraine and Russia, while it's been building, it's only been happening for the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But we've had home. Like, look at the what the pandemic. Right. Like, just here in our own city. Mm-hmm. You had an entire tent city that popped up. Mm-hmm. And that should never have happened. Right. We should never have places where people don't have a place to call home safely. Right. Even now, we were just talking about the rent increasing. Mm-hmm. And you tell people to get out here and work. Well, yeah. it's kind of hard when you have uh, your rent increases 20%, mm-hmm. but your salary increases one. Right. Then you got to go out here and work three and four dollars. You know, the right. math ain't mathing. How, mm-hmm. how, is this, how are you supposed to get ahead mm-hmm. when the system is in place to keep you from moving forward? Right. And that what's, that's what saddens me. Right. And the workforce, the workforce. <laughs> And I think a lot of what else, what also popped up last year with pandemic was the Karens came out, first of all, Very in full so. stride, in mm-hmm. full stride. And people are like, are leaving fast food service jobs left and right. Absolutely. And they have the gall to be like, why, what, why aren't you working? Or like, there's no one here to work this McDonald's? Because we don't want to be treated like crap. Exactly. That's why. It's not the pays not. The pay is not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. And, and even this, and I'll, and I'll even mention this too, is like a lot of people jump to particular platforms to make money too, mm-hmm. like OnlyFans and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, uh, and like, why not? I've seen people make 60K in a month. Just by showing their feet. Hey, we go back to these shoes. Right. <laughs> and, I mean, these shoes may not be 60K in a month shoes, but I'll take 
three k in a, a month. There's a market shoes. out there for it. Four trust feet. and believe. And I think that's what a lot of people found. Like even for for me, right? Twenty twenty when we had to stop, when we had to stop uh-huh. and slow down. One thing that I learned was there there were a lot of things that I was doing that was not conducive to where I was trying to go. Right. And so I cut all of that stuff out. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, this is better. Like the the yeah. weight lifted. Yeah. The quality of life is different. Right. I'm not taking this. I'm not doing that. We're going to do this. And if this isn't adding up to what I'm trying to where I'm trying to go, then you got to be subtracted. You have right. to be deducted. And I, I think a lot of people saw that. Mm-hmm. And I know for a fact, just in my circle, there are so many people that started their own businesses. Mm. They had the opportunity to work on their dream. Yeah. And now they're employing other people and paying them and treating them well. Right. So these corporate um, um, corporate businesses mm-hmm. need to get that. Like people are investments. Yeah. When you invest in your people, mm-hmm. they're going to invest in your dream, in mm-hmm. your vision. You treat people kindly and you pay them well. Like give them a, a way mm-hmm. for them to be able to not yes. only pay their rent, yes. but not have to worry about how, how they're going to pay for food. Right. How they're going to do this. How they're going to get medicine. And mm-hmm. it's just when you treat people as if they're people. Mm-hmm. Watch how people work for you. Right. And there was there was wasn't there a documentary in the past year about a company that did that and invested heavily into their people? I, I don't know if I'm gonna find mm-hmm. it in two seconds, but people were like, You're not gonna it's not gonna work out. Yeah. Your your business is gonna die. But they're thriving. They're thriving. They're thriving because people bought into the vision. Mm-hmm. They bought into the vision and they bought into the fact that, okay, you actually care about it. Right. Them. And all the people are making all the employees are making strong yes. five figure incomes. Yeah. They're able to comfortably take care of themselves mm-hmm. and then just go into work. So, and that's, that's a dream of mine, really. Mm-hmm. I don't know the steps to get there. And that's, that's a big thing with me. I know what I want to do. Just don't know the steps mm-hmm. is if I can create a space similar to what Garrett's done here with Huga, if I can create a space where I know whatever the business is, we're going to have challenges because of the business nature. Yeah. But if I can see my employees and my employees, employees, like their teams coming in every morning excited, mm-hmm. even though they know today's going to be a challenge, mm-hmm. but they know the work, they love the work, but they're happy to come in. That's the goal. That is wonderful. I want them to be like, I don't, because we all have periods in our lives where we're, we're waking up and like, oh God, I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I haven't yet had a time where I've waken up to be like, oh my God, work time. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 5.50 in the morning, let's go to work. Yeah. Never had that moment let's get this commute going right like, oh <laughs> god maybe when i was still in college and i was interviewing for a morning show and i was happy to be on a morning show but that's like seven years ago so <laughs> not in seven years have i had that oh my god let's go to work time mm-hmm. to go to work thing but if i can do that mm-hmm. that's the goal for me mm-hmm. i want to just... create an environment where my employees are able to grow mm-hmm. because my thing is i don't want you stuck under me right in 15 20 years yeah I'm the type of person where I see what's in you. I'm going to pull that thing out of you. Yeah. And if you tell me that you have a dream, okay, what are we doing to get there? Okay, yeah. I want to see you get there. Right. And then I want I want to grow other leaders mm-hmm. because leaders grow leaders. Right. And grow leaders. And I just want to create an environment where you know that you are in good soil mm-hmm. and you can grow and you can you mm-hmm. can manifest your dream. You can do the work that you love, mm-hmm. but you catch this vision. And you while you're here, you're gonna make yes. this thing work. And I, I honestly want to create an environment where it's a four day work week. Mm-hmm. And if you are in PTO, do not check your emails. You will be fired mm-hmm. immediately. Like, <laughs> I want you to have that moment of just being a human being. I need you to tell my mom that very thing. 
Like she, she's, 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 I mean, she's doing the damn thing. She really is. She's materials manager for an engineering company up in Warsaw where we live. And when she's on vacation, but she will not be on vacation. Like we were, we were having a family vacation down at freaking Universal Studios and she was still getting calls and answering the calls. I'm like, Mm-mm. what are you doing? Mm-mm. Would you go just hang out with Mickey Mouse, please? You are 90 miles away from work. Right. What and are you going to gr- do? And granted her, and I'm going to call it a problem with air quotes, but her, the problem was that like you, she cares about her team that works under her. Mm-hmm. And at the time, the people who would be in charge when she's not there are shitty people. Mm. So she was having her under team call her like one mm. person was on the verge of quitting because they were being like bullied and just harassed by these people that my mom did not like. Mm. And so very motherly, she was that's why she was answering the call. But it's like still it's like you're on vacation. Mm-hmm. I understand you love your people. Mm-hmm. I've met your team and I love them, too. But you're on vacation. At what cost to her? Right. You know, because we we are no good to anybody Mm -hmm. when we don't take care of ourselves. Exactly. Because I bet you Mm -hmm. they go on vacation. Right. They're not going to do the same thing. Right. And sometimes we set up an expectation Mm -hmm. for people. And so now they're expecting us to do this or act a certain way. Right. So when we change that up, they don't know what to do Mm -hmm. or they bat against that. So you have to set the expectation. I am on vacation. Mm -hmm. My phone is on do not disturb. Right. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen whether I'm here or Mm -hmm. not. I'm going to leave and set you up for success. But while I'm gone, use the tools that I've given you Mm -hmm. to be successful. And remember, when I get back and I'm back in work mode, if you've been screwing around the whole time. Oh, it's on and popping. It's on. That's (laughs) what I wish my mom would have done. Like, Mm -hmm. hold off on it. Let these assholes be assholes. Mm -hmm. So that when you come in on Monday... And you're tearing that ass up. Yeah. It is completely legitimized. Yes. Sometimes you got to show them. You do. You do. Oh, my goodness. We're in, in this, and you bring in another point that I would like to add as well to the conversation. Because you mentioned you want to make sure that your employees, your team is in good soil mm-hmm. so they can grow. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of, that's something that I don't think enough bosses think about. Because you, in my experience, being in, we, I've been in an environment where I've had, associates and coworkers that I know are so untapped. Mm. And what was hard about that in that situation was that not only are they untapped, but they get in trouble. I have one friend, and I mentioned this in my last episode, They, she was being asked to come in on her not work time because a client, and this is for iHeartMedia Charlotte, a client had heard her voice and requested her specifically mm to voice their promos. And so she was asked the first few times very nicely to come in and do a couple spots. And she enjoyed it because that's what she does. Mm-hmm. She's, she's got a, that broadcasting background. Um, but again, they were outside of her work hours. And so uh, she inquired about compensation because, you know, it's still gas. It's still, you know, again, mm-hmm. it's not my shift, but I'm here mm-hmm. working essentially compensation. She told me she got called into our boss's office and got railed for it. And I found out about this after the fact, so I wasn't able to tell her that's illegal. Very much so. Uh, sue them. Very. Or tell the production team, you can't have my voice on shit mm-hmm. because you can't prove I was compensated for it. Exactly. And so no wonder she left. Not long after that. But just like, 
First of all, compensation. Yeah, North Carolina is very strict about that compensation. So don't be pulling that shit. Attorney General's office on the main line. Oh yes. Tell them what you want. Like, uh, <laughs> the don't do that to people. And like, I I wish I could have like, or she would have thought to be like, they're asking for me specifically. They want my voice. I don't oh, want your voice. The rate just went up. Yes. <laughs> like they want me. So let's discuss rates. And if girl over here want to act like that, like my, her boss act like that, mm-hmm. then I guess her boss can explain to the client why I'm no longer available. Right. Like, sorry, but you're not going to get your dream voice for your promotions. Oh, she could have leveraged the hell. I wish she would have like raised them. Oh my God. That pissed me off so bad when she told me about that. I'm like, how could they get away with that? Granted, they get away with some shit that I'm not a fan of either. Mm -hmm. Because again, they have groups of people who are so untapped, but, uh, and people who listen are going to get so irritated because I talk about this all the time. Whenever the opportunity comes up, non-competes. Oh, yeah. So even as a part-time, you have to sign a six-month non-compete. Part-time. Part-time. Okay. Six months not compete. Huh. Which is weird because before I left, this guy named AJ who had become, at that time, he was finally like overseeing all programming, mm-hmm. said that it's basic practice to have all part-times in that industry sign a non-compete. But I was part-time with Beasley Media since June of this past year. And I only recently left because I got a full-time job. And they never had me sign one. Yeah, I've never, never heard that. And, and I'm not even in radio, but I've never, I have friends in the industry. I've never heard that before. Right. Yeah. Um. So I'm not sure why I heard Media Charlotte does that. And what also had me irritated with iHeartMedia, non-compete is that it specifically words what you can't do, which a non-compete does, like mm-hmm. what you can't do for that period of time. And... So I was in traffic. I was talking about roadway conditions. That was my job mm-hmm. by the time I was full-time and I left. It says you can't do the same or similar services. So I'm thinking, okay, no on air, I guess, because I'm using a mic. Mm-hmm. I'm not really on air, but whatever. I couldn't get a single job throughout the broadcast industry, radio, television, nothing. Television as well? Mm-mm. They either, because they would, they'll inquire if you have a non-compete. You have to be honest because mm-hmm. yeah. their legal will find out. They will find out, yeah. And either my applications were rejected or I was in the middle of an interview process with Beasley years ago. And I was a shoo-in for that job. I could tell you I was going to get that job. Their legal found out and it wasn't even an on-air job. It was a writing job. I was going to be a blogger for a morning show. You were writing and they... Oh my god. They gosh. called me the day after my second interview in which I got to sit in with the morning show I'd be blogging, blogging for. And they said, Yeah, we gotta cut your process right now. <sighs> Done. Wow, that's yeah. very strict. It's well in in, in verbatim the non compete says cannot perform the same or similar services. What's similar what about is blogging? Similar? Yeah, you're not on air. Right. You are in, in print. And basically. really, as an anchor, you're not really on air either. Here's, mm-hmm. a, here's my gripe with that, too. On-air personalities. If someone were to come in here from my heart and be like, traffic anchor is the same thing, here are my, like, ten questions for you. One, what day part of what particular station do I cover? Mm. What station's website has a whole page dedicated to me, my story, my ambitions, and my hopes? Because that's what they get. Where's my 43K a year income? Yeah. Where are my sponsorships? Mm-hmm. What remotes am I being asked to go out and represent the station at? No, none of that. Then no. maybe I'm not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm only making 14 bucks an hour. Oh, geez. So that's, that's almost 30K a year. 
So I don't think I'm the same thing. No. Because this is not a small market. We're a major market. It's not like it's up in Roanoke Rapids where the uh, population is like 1,200 people. Mm-hmm. We're in the Queen City, 23rd market, 24th market. It's not the same thing. Wow. <laughs> Ooh. Wow. When I could talk about untapped people under a bad boss, I could go all day. Wow. Go all day. But I like what you said, though, again, about making sure that you're, you understand where your people want to go and getting them there. Mm-hmm. Like, you should never leave anyone untapped. Because here's the, and here's like the thing about, here's even the more like practical business side of it. If you don't tap into all of your people, at what point are you going to be able to confidently say, I know what my team can really do? Exactly. If they're untapped and you haven't provided them the chance to push it, you don't know what they can do. You don't know what they can do and you don't know where they can can expand your business mm-hmm. to. So you're you're stifling their dreams and yours yes. at the same time. Cuz you're going to re- cuz you get if you have a higher up and they're going to want like a monthly report on your success or they have questions as to why something isn't being more engaged and you're like, "Well, I haven't really tried mm-hmm. to get this across my team yet." So it's like, "Why?" How does it help anybody? It serves nobody. It serves nobody. And most of the time they can't even answer that question because it's going to go back to whomever that manager is. Mm -hmm. You know, it's their responsibility to not only manage the tasks of the team, but you're there to manage the team. Right. And if you tap into a person's ability, Mm -hmm. like if you don't know, if you're looking for um, someone who is great at copywriting. Right. But you never give somebody an opportunity to write copy. You may have Susie Q over here who is absolutely quiet mm-hmm. introvert, but she can write people up under the table. She can write a copy that will have right. people pressing buy buttons and wanting to do all of this stuff. And now you've got your product going off of exactly. the shelves and you have no idea why. Exactly. Well, it's because you tapped into Susie Q's gift, mm-hmm. you know, and, and there are so many people who are sitting on jobs right now who are dying yeah. because their gifts are not being tapped mm-hmm. into. And you can mm-hmm. tell the people on in these companies who are actually working in their gift right. because they're the ones that show up um, on their tippy toes, floating in like, mm-hmm. yeah, I get to work today because they're doing what they were, were meant to be here to do. Mm-hmm. And I was sharing with a friend the other day, um, actually on a podcast interview that I was doing with a friend of mine. And I said, you know what? When I leave this earth, mm-hmm. I don't want to leave this earth and be buried or cremated or whatever I decide to do. Right. And I have one gift left in me. Right. I want every one of these gifts that God has put in me to be put out here on this earth. Yes. So my name continues to speak mm-hmm. and people will say, well, I was, I got here because blah, 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 blah. I encounter her. I know when I walk into a room, I'm a light. Yes. I am a thermostat. I am going to change that environment. Mm-hmm. But it took me being in an environment where I could not grow. Right. And was called the mean girl mm. or the unapproachable mm. one. And when in reality, I was sitting there miserable. Yeah. Because all I was doing was being yelled at because I wouldn't smile. Hell, how am I supposed to smile when I'm managing 800 and something people and doing your job and this person's job? When I left my old job, mm-hmm. they split my job up. Yeah. So at the time, I don't know what it is now, but there were six people doing my old job Mm -hmm. compared to me doing the entire thing. Yeah. 
but you want to call me into the office because yeah. I'm not smiling. I don't have time to smile, boo. I'm trying to juggle all of this, and I was doing it well. Yes. <laughs> so, you know, but now that I'm in an environment, even on my full-time job, I'm in an environment where I can still be creative. Yeah. I can find ways to make this work mm-hmm. under the company's policy, but I'm like, okay, let's look at this policy. It can be done differently. Yes. And I'm in an environment where I can take it to my manager and say, hey, I tried this out. What do you think about this? And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, my gosh, that's amazing. So they're cultivating an, a natural gift that I have. In yes. Me, and I'm able to even do that in this corporate job, but do it in my business mm-hmm. as well. So yes. Like, yes, honey, we yes. are here. And it just makes makes your employees feel great when mm-hmm. they know that you actually want to see them be greater than where they are now. Yes, yes. You know, stop holding on to people like you own them. You don't. You don't. And it honestly and, and when you're when you have them in a position, I describe that position as a tree with no branches. Mm. Cuz that tree cannot interact with other trees. Mm-hmm. That that whole department had no day-to-day interaction with any other department. Oh, we were gosh. never interacting with sales or programming or promotion or traffic continuity. We were just there. Mm. We had no, we had, I had to be sure, and my friends and I had to be sure to, in our free time, go out and talk to people in the building. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they wouldn't have known who the hell we are. And mm-hmm. I know this because there were times where the salespeople would have like a big food thing, and like eventually we could like go in and see what was left and have some food. And I like would come in with coworkers from my department, and they would be like, oh God, traffic people are here. <laughs> Are we another species? Like we're the plague. Like, <laughs> yes. Trolls, away. trolls, trolls. <laughs> Back away, you prim, prissy asshole. It's just, I was just like, that's so not good. It's not. It's not good. Like, they should, especially the salespeople are the ones who are sending this, these scripts that are written horribly. Oh. And I wish I could be like, hey, I know you're trying. <laughs> but having these, like, multi-syllabic words together is not going to have this promo happen in 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. I'm going to need you to bring it down to like third grade, please. Yeah. <laughs> because I, I love to show off my vocab sometimes, but other times it's radio. And you have to think about who's listening. Right. Oh my God. And I'll, and I'll, and I'll move us on with one more comment saying that the girl who got in trouble for asking for compensation, mm. She went on to create her own PR business, which Good. was thriving here in the Queen City. Good. And she recently just relocated to the West Coast, Sacramento. No, no, somewhere in California because she was brought into a huge agency. Awesome. So she's doing good. She just moved like a couple weeks ago and I miss her so much. I miss her so much. But yeah. I hope she kills it. She was untapped there. Love it. When it made her business. Love it. Working with so many up and starts here in Charlotte, mm-hmm. getting their PR and their their social media going. Mm-hmm. Nash is over in Love Cali. It. That is a great way to show people. You know, sometimes the when people try to hold you down or these companies try to hold you down, like don't think of it as as a slight against you. It has nothing to do with you. It's all about what was going on inside of them. Mm-hmm. So if you can use that to catapult you to whatever you're supposed to be doing, mm-hmm. like in her situation, she just got catapulted, catapulted into what she's supposed to be doing. Right. So just, honey, let them eat cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, and if you're a company that puts someone in, in a position where they're not going to learn anything, you're in don't trouble. put a non-compete on it. Mm-mm, you're in trouble. Like you taught me what? Like, and, here, and here's the and other thing about it. I don't want to drag this this part out too long, but it's like, if I were Rozak or if I was Ace and TJ or if I was Woody and Wilcox 
from one of these morning shows. Yeah, a non-compete makes sense because I have popularity. Right. I'm being shown off by the company. Right. So I have X amount of people that I could take to whatever station I go right. to next. But in that position, you could have been in that position for half a decade and you, I was still a nameless nobody. Mm-hmm. And also I wasn't even serving, serving Charlotte. I was serving Raleigh and then Richmond and Norfolk. Not even in the area. Not even in the area. And they were the only ones who heard my voice only during morning and afternoon drive time, rush hour. So they were really barely paying attention to me, only to what I was talking about in the roadways. Oh, that's horrible. And so I have no popularity. I've learned nothing. The only reason I still had any skills was because after hours, I would stay there and get into podcast work. Mm. And my friends and I who were untapped would stay after and we were trying to do like, fun video projects and whatnot so we had to keep our own skills alive mm-hmm. and it was like why do i have to like forsake my dream industry for half a year when you taught me nothing in three in three years oh 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 what what am i taking <laughs> that i got from you oh absolutely nothing like oh and i was and i'll say this with every ounce of my throat anyone who is on a radio station like 90.5 WASU at App State, that kind of par station for one school year, you're overqualified for that department. You're not going to get anything new out of it. Mm. Two, you are too qualified. Because mm. you do on that station and others like on that par with it, you have to put in work. Mm-hmm. You do too much work to go into this department and barely work. Goodness. Goodness. But I want to jump on to what a day to day for Miss Massey looks like because you because uh, your podcast right now it's growing it's getting bigger yeah. but it's still your it's essentially still your hobby your your beloved hobby mm-hmm. but side project but you're on your work hours you are a grief counselor I'm a grief coach coach yeah and and I forget the position but you're with Wells Fargo right now yeah. Talk about your day-to-day. Monday through Friday, what does that look like? Oh, Monday through Friday can get a little crazy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, we're back in the office now. So getting used to getting back into the groove of of the commute and the space. But honestly, the team that I'm with, oh Mm -hmm. my gosh. Now, y'all going through a bit of a bump because you are transitioning workspaces. Yeah. You're going back into what's known as the Duke Tower, but Uh Wells Fargo owns it. Wells Fargo owns it. Mm-hmm. And so how, and actually, I don't even know the distance between your previous building and the Duke Tower. How far of a change is that? Maybe two blocks. Okay. Yeah, okay. it's not far at all. And I didn't realize we were that close, but it's um, literally, if you take the light rail, it's the next stop. Oh, okay, up. cool. Um, so it's not far, um, but it was <laughs> it was interesting going back into a brand new space. Uh-huh. I, I was joking with my manager. I said, you know what? It feels like the first day of high school and none of us know where our lockers are. And <laughs> That's, really that's did, a fair assessment. It really did feel that way. And yeah. everybody was kind of walking around like, what do we do? Where do we go? But it was an easy transition, which I was very pleasantly surprised by. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, we had a couple little bumps, tech issues and things like that. But mm. it's expected. Right. You know, yeah. It's expected. But being in the office, it was totally different. Mm. You know, because working from home, you know, you get into a routine of working at home and mm-hmm. just having my entire routine uprooted. So I'm yes. still a, kind of adjusting to that and yeah. a couple things. But um, usually I get into the office and just greet everyone and have my breakfast because, you know, 
I like to eat. Yep. So I have to have my breakfast. That's fair. <laughs> and a cup of coffee. But then it's just um, getting online and checking emails mm-hmm. and um, checking, following up on yeah. tasks, a um, couple of meetings here and there, mm-hmm. um, gallivanting with my coworkers yeah. because we have a good time on my team. Good, good, good. Um, <laughs> I'm really in a good, good space. Good. With this employer. Um, I'm actually just so blessed. Mm-hmm. To be there, but um, yeah, typical office things. You know, lo- I love being uptown because lunchtime is entertaining. Yes, like you can go outside and you you don't know what you're going to run into. Right, and it's just I love people watching. So prime time, prime time. <laughs> for me. I get a lot of content mm-hmm. just sitting there, people watching. You know, creatives. We do yes, that. Uh, everything is content. Um, but then when the day ends, hop on the train, which is good content mm-hmm. as well. And it depends on the day, like what I what I do when I come home. So transitioning from corporate work brain mm-hmm. to entrepreneur brain right. um, is a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it depends on the day. Like Mondays I'm doing, um, Mondays are usually admin days yeah. for me. Tuesdays and Thursdays are recording days. Uh-huh. Um, it's either I'm either recording or I am creating like the script or doing pre or post production mm-hmm. one of those days. Um, Wednesdays is usually... I clients following up with clients doing sure. things like that. Fridays following up with clients. Saturdays is work mm-hmm. or I get to come out and do fun things like sit and chat with you or go to brunch. Sundays I try to rest. Yeah. Because being an introvert, a lot of people don't believe that I'm an introvert. I am very much an introvert and I'm very shy. A lot of people don't believe that. Not with that outfit you are. No. <laughs> she walked into Nacho's Coffee over here today <laughs> and I was like, I was watching you walk around because there's the whole wall is a window. I'm just like, what, what, what? No, that's not. Kind of, we're not that kind of show. Like, why, why'd you put? And I was like, but, but you came, you came in. I was like, that's a great outfit. <laughs> but I am so underdressed. Like no, she no, thought no. it was something else. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I am going to brunch after this, so that's why. What you told me afterward, after I, yeah. I was, after I was like, um. Why are you upstaging me on That's the show? That's why. But the face is going to be done now. Yes. You know, the face is going to be done. I'm so, I, I, I have no gray. I'm either going to be extra on this side uh-huh. of the extra, <laughs> okay. or I'm going to be like, you're going to catch me with a scarf and um, a bonnet or something and no makeup. I, well, by the sounds of your ideal, like, new podcast form, that'll likely be a go look you're going for. Yeah. Like you, you just don't know. You yes. don't know what you're gonna catch. <laughs> and I tell people, even if you follow me on social media, you'll see me. I'm exfoliating, exfoliating my face. Mm-hmm. So if you, if an idea pops up, I'm on live. I'm like, look, pay no attention to my face. I'm, a, I'm taking care of the skin. But then I give the idea or whatever, and people are drawn to that. It tickles me so much. I've been on a live and I've taken my lashes off. You know, and just people just draw to that. I'm like, look, y'all, it's not like this all the time. I am right. not Beyonce. I don't wake up like this. I got to work for this. <laughs> you know? Does she work for it? I don't think she does. I do. I'm... It takes a lot. It takes me a long time to do my eyebrows. I don't even want to talk about it. And sometimes they still look like cousins instead of twinsies or sisters, like they're distant relatives. <laughs> That's why, you know what? Before I cut my hair, I used to, I would tell anybody, if you see me with a bang, my eyebrows are jacked up. Okay. But now I use these big frames. <laughs> so if one doesn't come out right. But okay, so I thought the frames were just like style though. Mm, they I are style. I didn't realize they, they were are, practical they too. They are practical mm. as well. 
And their prescription, so mm-hmm. I can see, but I can cover up these eyebrows if they do not do me well. We love the combination of style and functionality <laughs> up in here. I love that. Absolutely. I love that. Multifaceted, you have to be. Now, I'm a firm believer that we cannot talk about the office and how one can be prepared for the office mm. without talking about what can happen in the office. Oh, my God. So, I'm... Oh my God. I can let you like. Do you have any stories? Do I? <laughs> Listen, that you've been willing to get you off your chest. I got a couple on mm, on my side. I have a few. I have. Oh my gosh! So this is not pertaining to my my current level of employment, uh-huh, my current uh-huh. employer, because they are amazing. I'm so glad I found them. Thank you, Lord. But in my old. Mm. my old job so um i was actually labeled as the unapproachable one um the unfriendly one the angry one um because i really don't take bullshit honestly Mm. um i can see people i can read people pretty well Mm -hmm. and i can see when you're coming at me with some fakeness and I can see when you genuinely care. Yeah. And so we would have situations that will be happening. And a lot of times I wouldn't speak up, but I'd be like, no, nah, that's messed up. Or yeah. sometimes I'll say, no, that's not even in meetings. I'm like, no, that's not right. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a moment in time where I was really, really, really sick. Yeah. And I don't know if, if anyone out there listening has ever worked in a situation where where you're dealing with a chronic illness mm. or you're dealing with a with an illness at all and yeah. it's, it's kind of debil- debilitating mm. so i was having these like mini strokes and didn't even know it mm. so i would have these migraine headaches and these little um tias mini strokes and i would lose the left the function of the left side of my body oh my gosh and so i couldn't even see out of my left eye i was partially blind of my left eye oh. and so i wasn't sharing that because honestly it was nobody's business at work sure you know yeah but still trying to show up and um i would tell my boss you know mm-hmm. hey i'm having a rough day today and i would let them know what was going on but it was people in the office who mm-hmm. were like oh she's so mean she's unapproachable i walked past her in the hallway she didn't speak if you were on my left side, I didn't even see you half her. Like I, I didn't I even sorry. see you. Like if you were <laughs> if you were on my left side, I didn't even see you. But there were people who were going and reporting and saying I was being mean and unapproachable and things like that, and which was totally not true. But I was being pulled into the office and being written up for that. So again, Seriously. it goes back to yes, it goes back to you like saying black women can't have. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't be sick. We can't have emotion. We can't have any of that. I'm still listening. And there, those situations were so draining. But here you would have, I would have people who would actually curse people out or throw things or, you know, just yell and just, you know, talk to patients any kind of way. And as soon as I would say no, it was a problem. And I'm going to tell you the the greatest feeling. One of those workspaces. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And it did not start out that way. Like, it was, it was, it used to be a great space to work. But when it started to get toxic, mm-hmm. ugh, I knew it was time to go. I knew it was time to go um, four years before I actually left. So I sat in that space <sighs> when I should not have. I hate Out that. of fear. Yeah. 
you know, fear of the unknown, fear of my, if I'm going to be able to survive and mm-hmm. things like that. But Which the, is legitimate. Yeah, it's a legitimate fear. But at the same time, we can't allow fear to keep us stuck right. in places where we're dying. Right. And I was literally dying. Mm. But the best thing that happened was the day I, let me back up mm-hmm. i actually wrote my resignation letter my resignation letter um in march of 2016 okay and i kept it mm. but i got to slide that bad boy across the table um in march of 2018 talk about the feeling oh it felt good it felt mm. it felt like like I had, what's what? Do you play chess? I've never played not in chess. a long time, but like strategy leading up to prosperity. I get you. Yeah, it felt like that. It felt like I had just been crowned the queen and 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 won. It felt like if you play spades, it felt like I had the big joker and just slapped it on the table and set somebody. Like it, I, and I went in and I sat down with my manager, and it was actually. I'll never forget it. It was the the Friday before I had gotten called into the office again. Uh-huh. Um, because with my team at the time, I was the only one that had four, I had like two full-time, three full-time nurses. I had an entire patient caseload, like over a thousand patients. Oh gosh. I had surgeons that I was like five surgeons, like four nephrologists. So I'm running all at two separate departments. Right. I'm running all of this by myself. And so that, that, that particular day, it was super busy. I had just had one of the nurses say, I need this right now, blah, blah, blah. So one of my teammates was like, Hey, I can help you out. And I said, Hey, do you mind putting these labs in for me? And um, so I can finish working on this. Well, the nurse that asked me to put the labs in, she got pissed and said, this person doesn't need to be doing it. Now, we're all trying to do the same thing. The person that I asked to put the labs in actually trained me. So she knew how to do it. Right. And I'm trying not to spread myself thin. But apparently the nurse didn't like that. So I get called into the office that Friday afternoon with my manager and the department head. And they're like giving me this bull about... Um, you're not a team player and blah, blah, blah. So I'm sitting there and thinking, oh, this is it. This is it. I'm not yeah, doing this anymore. No. I'm not doing this anymore. And I, I literally cried all the way home because I knew it that was it. And I said, you know what? This is the last time I'm going to cry on my drive home. Yeah. This is the last day that I'm going to sit in the parking garage staring at my building and crying because I didn't want to go in there right. because of the crap that was being dealt. Uh-huh. I printed that letter as soon as I got home and I put it on my mirror. Yes. And I looked at it all weekend and I knew come Monday morning, that was it. I got in. I felt so relieved. Mm. I came in, I was bouncing, I was happy, and because nobody knew what I was about to do. Nobody <laughs> they didn't knew. realize. Nobody knew what I was about to do. That letter been whispering to you all weekend. All weekend. Like, you do can it. do this. It was do like, it. you can do this, girl. You got this. Go ahead, T. You got this. You can do this. You're going to be okay. You're going to be fine. And I printed that letter, walked into the office. I greeted everybody. I sat down and I, I, I am'd my manager. And I said, hey, um, I'd like to chat with you about something, about mm-hmm. what happened on Friday. Do you have a moment? Yeah. Um, please let me know when you're available today. Now, did you think going into that you might provide her one tiny little chance, or you, you were like just done? No, nah, I was done. 
I was done. Like maybe she'll redeem herself this time, but you, no, Mm-mm. nope, you were done. <laughs> you were totally done. Mm-mm. I was done. I was so, done. So yes, like walk us through that. And moment. what was crazy? The manager at the time she was new to the team. Oh really? Yeah, because we had gone through a bunch of managers and everything, and she was great. Okay, like, cool. Was, I would have stayed if the if the environment was different. Because right. She was amazing. But we went in and we sat in, and you know, I gave. You know, sat down with her and I said, you know, I've been thinking since this weekend about what you guys said. Right. You know, and I feel like, you know, if you guys feel that I am not an asset to this team, then I'd rather not be a liability. Sure. Yeah. Slid the letter across the table. I said, I am. I am submitting my letter of resignation effective um, January the first. Ooh. And you know, then keep in mind, I wrote that thing in March. Right. March of the year before, uh-huh. like two, um, 20, 2016, and I just kept it. Yes. And so I, I stayed way longer than I should have. Yeah. But this was right at right at Christmas time, and I was like, yeah, I'm out. <sighs> and the look on her face. That, talk about it. The look on her face was like sheer, it, it looked, she tried to keep a poker face, but I could tell. It was like Ooh, sheer panic. It hurt. It was sheer panic because keep in mind, I was the only one that was keeping this space afloat. Yes. And at the time, the physician that had been there for years had just retired. The main nurse that was there had, she was out on medical leave. And here I am, the last one that knows the ins and outs of this whole department. I helped build what was there. Yeah. So I know the ins and outs. I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. That's, ooh, that's like a good luck without me. Oh. It felt so good. (laughs) Felt so a little catharsis never hurts oh, nobody. And you know what felt even better? When patients found out that I was gone. When they left. They were hitting me up on social media, trying to like find me on social media. When are you coming back? Why aren't you there? And of course I still had, you know, friends and coworkers in the office like, girl, they are panicking. Can you help me do this? I'm like, I don't remember how to do like it was certain people that would call. Right. I'm like, I don't I don't have access to that anymore. I don't know. Like, I remember I saved it on the drive, but. You got to find it. You got to find it. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I mean, that was the for my mental health. Yes. Yes. And even my physical health. Mm -hmm. That was the best thing ever. I can only imagine. And I have not. I even got a call from from a HR person saying, asking me, what would it take for me to come back? Really? Mm Mm-hmm. And I, <laughs> I said, it's not enough money in the world for you to mm-hmm. get me to come back. Well, what mm-hmm. if we doubled your salary? Nope, not enough. Nope. Not enough. I'm going to be honest. That would have given me pause for a second, but. It gave me pause for a second. <laughs> it really did. But I, I thought about it. Like, no, not enough. Yeah. And granted, <laughs> the things that happened after that uh-huh. was, was a little stressful. Really? But I knew that I was not going back. Yeah. I was not going back. I knew that that season of my life was over and done, mm-hmm. and it was time for me to grow. Yeah. Oh, you're making me rethink so many recent decisions I made. <laughs> so many. So I, I mean, I just talked about how I left that one company, and and I saw yesterday, which makes no sense because I just made a very mature decision about another company also in this past week, but I saw they were opening for like a producer. And part of me is like all of my close knit radio buddies out of college mm. got something. Mm. I have never gotten anything. Mm. And now they're all out of radio for the most part. And they've like, they've done the radio thing. 
part of me is like, I never really got to do the radio thing, so I don't know if I should still like hold on to it or not. And I applied to something yesterday, but I don't know why I applied to it because the other day, I've been balancing my part time and full time job mm-hmm. with my uh, communications job and the promotions job. And I just realized that last weekend, or I thought I had understood this with me, was that, you know, if the whole point of me realizing and trying to emit this feeling of I need to make my own way, mm-hmm. then it makes no sense for me to hold on to this part-time job when the company has shown no interest. But you know what? That goes back to what we were talking about before we started recording, that being comfortable. Yes. You know, because like what we were sharing, when I was sharing with you was... <laughs> I know full-time entrepreneurship is coming. Mm-hmm. I'm just afraid to take the leap and yeah. because I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable in this job. Mm-hmm. I am comfortable with having this paycheck pop yeah. up every two weeks and these benefits right. that show up. You know, I like get that yes. little insurance card every year. But on the flip side, entrepreneurship brings a different level of freedom. Yeah. And a different level of creativity. And exactly. Like that. So, a lot of times we hold on to the things that we're used to and we're mm-hmm. comfortable because we are so afraid of the unknown. Right. But we'll never know what's out there until we take the baby. We don't have to. I'll tell people we don't have to take the leap. Uh-huh. Take the baby step. Yes. And that's why. And, and so that's why I reached out to my boss, who is awesome. Leslie, I'm hoping to have you on the show soon. And I was like, Leslie, I thank you so much for bringing me back into Beasley. I missed the crew. I missed the team. And I wish I could grow more with you guys, but I, I need to move on. And and I couldn't be there for them a lot. So I was like, you need someone more, more dedicated. Mm. So I turned in my notice. And I was like, if, if it makes no sense if I'm trying to tra- trailblaze mm-hmm. if I'm holding on to something mm-hmm. like that. I got to let I – mean, I'm, and I'm hoping that by letting it go, things will start to find momentum. That's my hope. Um, but then I went and applied to that producer job for the company that really screwed me over in the past. And I don't know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. I don't have the job. They may not even call me, but it's like, why would I do that? And it because makes no, it's comfortable. It's comfortable. It's what you're used to. It's, it's a safety to. net. But it's I, a safety I, net. But I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to forget that I even applied to it. Mm. I, and I, even if they do call you back, like you don't have to take it. I don't have to take it. You're right. I do but if it's it. if it's something that can be used as a springboard, yeah, I don't know though. Morning producers don't See, get paid a lot. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So if you know that it's not really something that's that's conducive to where you're trying to go, mm-hmm. if it's not, use my spiritual math. Yes. If it's not adding and multiplying, but it's causing division mm-hmm. and it's subtracting from what you're trying to do, yeah, it's got to go. It's got to go. Man, I could have you in here for like another day <laughs> but i know based on your outfit you got brunch we got like what time is it we it's got time. almost 11 30 you know we're we, fine are you sure you gotta be I'm a valentine fine. okay cool i drive i drive prettier good she gave me <laughs> <laughs> tracy said i got time she got time i got time today <laughs> if you're driving 77 southbound between 10 12 and 12 30 this morning move mm, please <laughs> what's your making what's the making what's i'm not the, saying because you're not look you're not getting people to look out for to me look out for you no oh no they're already gonna see me by the outfit I they're mean. gonna i was gonna say they're gonna see your outfit yeah. through your windshield yeah i mean that'll be enough notice they're gonna be like who is that beauty going by <laughs> it is i <laughs> tracy massey hello she's here hello, she's here <laughs> Charging station host and producer. Hello, extraordinary. Charged up her car a little too much. Little, 
Yeah, blowing that battery out on 77 southbound. Listen, I drive good. And that's if you take 77 southbound. There are plenty of ways to get to Valentine. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one crazy thing. Oh, which one do I share, though? I'll do the juicy one. Do the juicy one. The juicy one. So this is before college was over. I was in college still, and I was working in food services, and that will humble the fuck out of you. Working food services on a college campus. Oh, gosh. I can't imagine. I did food service as an adult, and I would never do it again. I had one person get upset at me about their soup, and I was like, can't you read the menu? Right, right. I make way too much money on my real job for this. I'm out. Unfortunately, that was my (laughs) V job. And it was, the, and we were the biggest chain restaurant on campus. There are plenty of places to eat, uh, but we're we're the McAllister's Deli. Mm. We're the biggest one thing there. So I'm working there, and I worked there for like four and a half years of my five years of college. And there was a particular point where we didn't. None of us really liked the, liked the manager there. Mm. We just didn't. This is how it was. And it was sometime after we had gotten on our new second supervisor, and I was good friends with. We're really the team. It was one of those job areas where the team's great. The job itself sucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. So love my team people. But the lady, I was also pretty stronger friends with one girl, sorry, who was a student like me. I hate that. Uh, and another full-time who was like the salad lady. She was a salad girl, like salads and spuds. That's what she did. And at some point, and I forget exactly when, uh, she... And the first supervisor, who was a guy, both of them in long-term relationships, began to do the nasty on the manager's desk after hours. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) And as a friend to said salad lady, I became quite privy to this information right at the (laughs) get-go. And there was... Oh, it gets juicier. It gets juicier, literally. Um, Because... And I was just like, that's crazy. I mean, I'm your friend, so I'm not going to I'm not gonna throw you under the bus. But you know what could happen here. Mm-hmm. And so this went on, I think, for a couple months. They've been, like, edging toward it. And then it just started happening. Because they would, after cleanup and everything, they would just stay there after hours. Mm. And I'm not sure how they got caught. <clears throat> I think they just, like... I think the other supervisor may have like seen them leaving at the same time at a, at a weird time. Mm. So, <clears throat> um, the juicier part of the information is that, uh, she, again, they were both in long-term relationships. He was married with kids and she was in a long-term like boy, she had like a long-term boyfriend. And when she thinks she told me, cause she, she, I, and our other girlfriend went out like on a weekend, like driving trip anyway, in the mountains. And she said, Supervisor's the only one who got me off. <laughs> oh, I was like, oh damn, that's like a, that's actually like a really that's that's that that goes against your boyfriend pretty hard if he's oh, never getting you off. That's sad. It's sad. It really is. <laughs> oh and then they got found out. Well, and again, they were doing it on the manager's desk. On the manager's desk. Oh, come on. Ew. And she was getting off on the desk too. So I don't know how much more cleanup time that meant they had to put into it, but they did because it took, again, a little while for anyone to like notice because apparently there was like no mess in there when they would go in the next morning. So yeah, that would happen. And then, yeah, again, they got found out. I'm not sure who, I think it was maybe the other supervisor who happened to, again, catch them at a weird time. 
Because we close at 7.30. And oh, it takes gosh. like maybe an hour for like full clean mm-hmm. and breakdown. Um, so if they were leaving at like 9.30 or something like that, it's kind of weird because we're all definitely yeah. gone by then. So yeah. So that, that they eventually got found out. Uh, girl's boyfriend broke up with him, but like, well, you're not getting her off, so I'm not sure why you're so upset. It kind of oh makes sense. My God. And then I'm not sure what happened to supervisor and his like his family situation. I think he was. I mean, he was without question in the doghouse for a while. Um, but I don't know if they're still together or not. But Ugh. yeah. So my suggestion for that is, if you're gonna do it, you're an adult, but don't pretend like you don't know. What can come as a result? Right. Because she, because she, because she was upset that like everything kind of fell apart for her. It's like, hello, I'm your friend, but you know what that was going to potentially cause. Did you think that the boyfriend was going to be okay with you getting bust down by your manager? Right. And then you have this whole HR thing. Well, and of course, and he found out because of course she got fired, so she had to like tell him why. Like why you got fired? Yeah. Ooh, but ooh. But yeah, that was that. (laughs) I'd be so mad if that was my desk. I'm like, look, (laughs) again, I need a new desk. I need new pencils. I need new paper. I need new paper. I need everything brand new, please. Thank you. (laughs) I need you to take the bricks down to this office and put Mm -hmm. brand new bricks in it. I want everything wiped down and Lysol. Just get the hazmat. What landed where? It's like, Mm-mm. oh man, and I, and before that happened, I mean, the only like nothing else crazy really ever happened before or after that. But I mean, God, I was just like, that was crazy time. Oh my god! And I will say though, as a, I was a sandwich boy for the most part, and I, I'm not gonna lie, every single time somebody came in there with an attitude, I definitely used the honey mustard to draw a dick on their bun. <laughs> so y'all were eating my mustard dick because <laughs> I was a petty asshole. I'm still a petty asshole like that. Why if I can be tell, honey mustard, like honey mustard is my favorite. So well, now I'm never going to be able to eat honey mustard and not burst out laughing. Well, I thought if I said horseradish sauce, it would have been grosser. Oh, that would have been. <laughs> that's so petty. <laughs> if I can tell you clearly never put an honest day's work in in your life and you still come in with an attitude like that, you're going to get a dick with some kind oh of condiment on your bun. Gosh. I would do a salad, but that doesn't really stay together quite as well. No. No, it doesn't have the same effect. It either. doesn't. But like with the bun, it kind of soaks into the frame mm-hmm. of the bun. So, so like you can wipe it off. Exactly. So you can like wipe it off and there's still going to be a honey mustard dick there on your bun. Residue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's Egg- so petty. Exactly. I'm so petty. But you know what? Again, I'm like here's the thing. And I'll, and I'll say this too, especially if, if you worked honest, like one of those jobs, work one of those jobs in your life. Mm-hmm. It makes like my patience is so much greater, and I know I was kind of a jerk before I got that job, mm-hmm. but my patience is so much higher now. Oh god, four and a half years it will definitely enhance your customer service. My very first job was at Blockbuster Video. Ooh, and people would get upset about those dang videos. Like we had to charge people if you didn't rewind, uh-huh. and people would get upset when we didn't have the new release. I hated new release day. I hated Ooh. it hated it because people wanted their movie mm-hmm. and we don't have it yeah and they will get upset I'm like you're getting upset with me i can't fix it right, right. Now. but i'd have to sit there oh right. i'm so sorry that we're having i understand your frustration however um if you'll wait a few minutes we'll go out here and check the box in just a little bit mm-hmm. and we'll see if it's there i'm pretty sure it'll be there because we have someone that's coming someone right. that's coming in today right my goodness. Were you still there when they started doing like the whole male movie thing no by that time i was gone good <laughs> Because it didn't yeah. last long after that. Mm-mm. 
I was at Blonde. Uh huh. I'm I'm showing my age, which I don't care. <laughs> I'm blessed to be here. Um, I was like 19, 20 years old mm-hmm. working at Blockbuster. Okay. So it was in this real heyday. You know, I remember setting up new stores, like the new stores that the Ooh. Blockbuster that used to be on Independence Boulevard, mm-hmm. um, right in Matthews. Yeah. We opened that store. Oh wow. So it was just yeah. Those were sometimes that was that was where I got my um my customer service yeah voice. and the customer service smile you know that thing you yes. have to put on like welcome to blockbuster how yes. can i help you welcome to big houses what would you like today well how can i help you you yes. know and people think that my customer service is so great it's like because in my head i'm thinking i i can't punch people like, you know <laughs> like and like listening there it's like sitting if i was on a cash register listening to somebody like take off every single topping like no lettuce no tomato no this that mm-hmm. and whatnot so Undressed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Undressed. One yeah. word. That's all you needed to do was just say the one word. Yeah. And I would have taken it all. And we, off. we don't know, you know. And then I, like I said, I I did for some reason during the pandemic, and I was working from home. I don't know why I did this, but I decided to go get a pop t- a part time job at a local restaurant. Right. Uh huh. That lasted maybe three months. Because it took that one time, that one time for that person to come in and the whole menu was behind my head. Yes. Descriptions and pictures. Exactly. They ordered the wrong thing and I confirmed. So I have this blah, 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 blah. You got to read it back. Would you like anything else? Are you sure this is what you want? Okay, hit the thing. It comes out there. Like, you got my order around, blah, blah, blah. I'm standing there and I'm really thinking I could walk off right now. <laughs> After I smack you in the face. Because all of my bills are paid. Right. This is part time. This, this is, is shoe money. <laughs> like, I, I don't. Have this is to, this is funsies income. Yeah, I don't. I don't have to do this. Right. And I'm the oldest person here working on the team. I'm even older than the manager. I don't. I don't have to Ooh, do this. Yeah. Man. So please, Customers. people treat people in retail and food service mm-hmm. well. Yes. Because. For the one person that's coming in being nice, there's probably about 20 people that are not. Asking complete fools. Mm-hmm. People. The customer is not always right. At all. I, I don't know who don't made know up who that made, line. They need to be slapped. If they're yes. dead, dig them up and slap them. Yes. By, the, by like, nah. Because the customer is not always right. No. And being mean, it costs nothing to be kind. It doesn't. You get, what's that old saying? You get more, um, you get more bees with honey. Yes, yes, yes. Treat people kindly. I was going to say bang with your bug, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah, treat people kindly. It's not hard at all. Speaking of that, so another story I got. So we had a newer guy come in, radio job, uh, and I don't know. He wasn't there very long until my boss, who at the time did not know how to handle the stress of their job. Mm. Bad mix in the Mm get-go. So I guess this kid, who again was brand new, and already being asked to cover a full-time person. So he's instead of being there for just a couple hours, he's there for a whole drive time. And I guess he just didn't get it quite right off the bat. Again, expected, brand new. Yeah. And she, my boss came in there and she, in the middle of the entire newsroom, started calling into question like his, uh, his, his experience, his entire uh, degree, like questioning like the the legitimacy of like what he had learned in school. Oh like my gosh. she was like, Did you get a degree in some some some? And I'm like, You're yelling that in the middle of the entire room. 
And granted, I would have suggested, like, can you take this into your office? Yeah. But here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Her office, the, the bad part about where we were located was right next to the sales pit. And then bitches are already chatty as fuck. And uh, her door, despite being seemingly thick and made of wood, does not contain sound uh, mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So in other times where she had taken someone, including me, to ream me, dropping the F-bomb at me. Because I messed up because I wasn't, I too at one point was not properly trained. Mm. The entire sales pit heard it. Because one time I was in the sales pit with a friend of mine who happened to work in that space. And she had a shebang with somebody. And I did not miss a word from the other side of the space. Oh my gosh. Wow. Just like, and again, calling into question everything that, like his whole existence, she's calling into question his experience, his degree, his education, his skills, in front of everybody. You can't mm. have a private moment with somebody yes. to discuss your concerns about their performance. And does it have to go there? Right. Like that that could have been handled totally differently. Exactly. And here's the thing. She wasn't really training anybody. Uh. I was. And other full-time people were at the time. She really wasn't. Mm. And I don't know how many times I can tell you I walked into her office to tell her something and I caught her on Candy Crush. When I tell you oh, she hit no. all all tabs so quickly to jump back and forth between. Come on, sis. Like, I, I saw that. You know I saw that. Don't do that. You have the reflexes of a dead cat. It took you a second and a half to switch it up oh when I got in God. the office. I saw it. Oh, how awful. Oh, you just reminded me of another situation. Oh, goodness. So, on my old job, uh, do you remember back a few years ago where that everybody was on that the giraffe, watching that giraffe give birth? Yes, or yes. What was, it, what was the thing? That April or something? Uh, I forgot. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So I had a coworker who literally would set up her iPad and watch this giraffe all day long. Um, patients weren't being seen. She was watching this giraffe and giving people updates. Like she was going around the office giving people updates about this damn giraffe. Mm-hmm. And one day, she, I, I'm. <laughs> She grabs her purse, right? And she walks out. Don't think anything of it, right? Right. A few minutes later, we hear her beeper going off. So she's on call. Uh-huh. Her beeper's going off. And we're like, well, where is so-and-so? Where is so-and-so? I'm like, I, I don't know. My boss comes, my manager at the time comes to ask me. I said, well, yeah, I saw her walk out with her, her um, purse on her shoulder. Maybe she had an appointment or something. She wasn't supposed to leave. Mm-hmm. She was on call. Yeah. Her beeper's going off. She left her beeper uh-huh. and her work cell phone on her desk. She walks out. They try to get in touch with her. Don't hear anything from her for a week, mm-hmm. maybe two. She had walked off of the job. Just walked off. Just walked off. Just walked off. And she said that the reason was because she was having an issue but they allowed her to come back to work, right? Right. But while she was out, uh-huh. they found, they opened up her desk and they found all of these things that were supposed to be completed that were not. Prescriptions that were supposed to be filled that were not. Um, so basically, we had to clean up her shit. Oh, my God. And we had people so pissed, which they should have. Yeah, been. yeah. But here's the kicker. They allowed her 
to come back to work because she said she had an issue. And that's the part I'm still stuck on. But yeah, okay, uh-huh. go on. That, But she had to come back in a different capacity. So she wasn't in the same capacity as she was. Uh-huh. And she felt like she was undeserving of the um, demotion. And I was like, you're you're still getting paid yeah. what you were getting paid at this capacity. Uh-huh. You did not get fired. Which you should have. Which you should have. Because anytime you walk off, off of a job, I don't know about you, but... That tells me... That's like immediate termination. Yeah. And so she was allowed to come back. And she was a real bitch about it. But the thing that, that tickled me was we were in a meeting one day. So when all of this stuff happened, it just dropped the morale even more. Uh-huh. And when you have people who really don't say anything start saying stuff. So we were in a meeting and we had this survey that we had to do right at the time with this. Happened. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One of the questions on the survey was, do you trust your management? Do you trust the communication style? Like mm-hmm. all this. So all of those numbers tanked. So when yeah. you do a survey, it goes it looks at the leadership. It doesn't look at the employees. Right. So we were sitting in a meeting and the manager at the time asked, well, I don't understand why these numbers are this way, blah, blah, blah. So everybody's sitting there looking at each other. And I said, I'm just going to say this. <laughs> Let's, you know, it, it, it all boils down to this whole situation. Yeah. Everyone is upset about it. Nobody's in here saying anything. I'm just going to be the one to say it. Yeah. We know good and well, if it had been one of us, that did that. We would not have been allowed to come back up mm-hmm. here. Same pay, different capacity. Mm-hmm. Would not have been an option. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, needless to say, she... And, and then this chick... Now, you would think if somebody gives you <laughs> that big of a chance... Yeah. You're you're still getting paid what you were making, but you're in a, in a different yeah. area. You would think you would keep your nose clean this entire time. Right. Like, Take no. the opportunity to shape up just a bit. Mm-mm. Just a bit. Mm-mm. Oh, my God. No, she did not. She came in one day, was late. She came in at like 11, 12 o'clock. Uh-huh. Was late. My boss at the time had been looking for her. And so my boss would do this thing where she would call everybody's desk phone. Yeah. To see if they've heard anything. Uh-huh. And so when I saw her doing that, I was like, oh, boy, here you go. Oh, no. She came through looking for her and everything. And I was just sitting back watching. I'm like, okay, it's about to happen. It's about to go down. When she gets there, my boss calls me. Because at the time, I was the only one in the cubicles. I don't know how that happened. Right. <laughs> but she calls me. She said, have you seen songs? I was like, yeah, she just got here. She she didn't even say anything. She just hung up the phone on me, and I'm like, oh man. Phone Did you have your popcorn? I had some tea. <laughs> the phone in the back rings, and so she answers the phone, and then I see her get up and go. Next thing I know, I don't see her anymore. I see security. I see my manager with a box. Not the box, like a cardboard box box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they had packed up her stuff. Oh, and then no. we, yeah. Well, yes, yes. Then that afternoon, right about um, th- when the last patient was gone, we get called into a quick five-minute meeting. We uh-huh. all knew what the five-minute meeting was. Sure. But the narrative was she decided to no longer be with us. And I was in my head, I was thinking, no, y'all finally fired her. Well, yeah. You finally Why fired her. Why would they not her. want to say that? 
HR. But no, uh, I, I honestly don't even think HR was called in when she walked off. Yeah. The first time. And then we don't hear, not. we didn't even hear from her for a whole week and a uh, half. Yeah. So like there's no way HR was called in. There's that. no way. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's crap. That is crap. It's it's just crazy how some things just are allowed. Mm-hmm. But yet you're telling me that I'm not approachable and I'm not smiling. And I even told my manager at the time when they called me with that crap, I said, it's mighty funny that I'm unapproachable, but everybody comes to my desk. Right. Wanting to talk. Right. Or wanting me to pray for them. Right. Or wanting a sage word of advice. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know when I became, the, you know, the wise one of the team. Yeah. But they're always over here. Mm-hmm. But I'm unapproachable. Okay, then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> workspace drama only here on casual babble i unfortunately have to cut us off here yeah we are bad. approaching uh, another uh podcast gonna be coming in here soon thank you so much for joining thank me today miss tracy me. i've been meaning to get you in here so much sooner but i'm happy that you're in here today mm-hmm. please enjoy your brunch do not kill nobody on the way down I to valentine not. i drive good <laughs> I better, not, I better not catch like a sneak peek of your car on your way out because I will alert everybody. No, I really do. I have a clean driving record and we want to keep it that way. Not that means way. she's never been caught. Mm-hmm. Technicality. <laughs> Technicality. <laughs> and we'll get you off. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much again. I'll be sure to include everyone so everyone can see your contact info, your socials in the descriptions for the platforms. Thank you again. Thank you so much again for the Morning Brew for providing us our business news not sponsored but hey morning brew talk to me about it please all right i hope to have you in here again absolutely because you are amazing thank you and we will see you next time all right thank you